Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Conspiracy theories, some of our favorite stuff. You wouldn't just double take an alien. You'd be like, yeah. what is that? What's going on? <laughs> move along. No, don't move me along. There's an alien in there. <laughs> Fucking, you'd get hysterical, wouldn't you? There is no way Ooh. that any government on this earth could produce that craft. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. I'm your host, Mr. Beef. This is Smooth Bolshoi. Tis. <laughs> smooth as velvet tis. <laughs> episode 51, we're changing our tact for the next 50 episodes. We're like smooth. FM. Yeah, right. Thanks to um, Dan Peach for oh. popping up these uh, photos oh, yeah, of his kittens. You guys seen them? Yeah, we were yeah, just yeah. looking at them. Beast yeah. is the cutest, obviously. Well, that's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Tess has got some fierce claws on him, and yeah. Uh, yeah. my one seems camera shy, just like me in real life. Oh. taken. Yeah, I don't really like having a picture oh. taken. Though. You know what I don't like having a picture taken? It's I don't care if someone takes a photo of me, I don't have a problem. It's like the pose, hold the pose as if yeah. you're having a It's always time. too long, isn't it? I hate it. I'm like, fucking take it or don't. <laughs> I actually much prefer taking, when I take, because I love taking pictures. Uh, I much prefer taking pictures of people just naturally. Yeah. Like, because then you get, like, an actual shot of, like, what actually happened rather than, like, everyone smiling and yeah. thumbs up. It's like, I don't want to look at a picture like that. This is like this, what Becca says happened. when we go on holiday. She's like, but you don't like me taking a picture of you. Like, no, I don't care about you taking a picture of me. I actually quite find it cool when I see pictures. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you took that. That's actually yeah, me yeah. enjoying my holiday. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's... She's like, I don't take him because you don't want to be in them. Like, no, I don't want to be in them when you're like, hey, pretend you're balancing on that thing. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Can I, no, I'm not going to do that. Can I tell you, this is my one of my biggest pet peeves Go ever. On. The one photo I hate more than anything else, anytime I see it, is the classic legs in the bottom of the photo where it's like they're laying on a sunbed and it's just they're taking a down oh, right. body shot with like a cocktail in their hand. All right. I'm like... Holiday 2016. Hey, if any of our listeners have that picture of them with, the I place, hate it. Um, can you just tweet it to Beef, please, so he gets a load of them? I hate <laughs> it. Shall I try again? Before, before again. you said thanks to Dan. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for you know for the cute pictures of the kittens, but not just Dan. We had loads of great response from episode 50. Yeah, it's only been yeah, up yeah. 24 hours, and we've been inundated with people saying the 
you know they they enjoyed it and they want to keep listening to the show yeah if you've if you added us on twitter if you left a message if you left a comment liked something cheers we appreciate it yeah we got quite a few emails from people so episode 51 we are looking at well tis can you guess what it is do you know what it is i read the sheet oh Oh, you been reading my notes? I just read the top. Let's see if the listeners can guess. I read the header in bold. Episode 51 is... Area 51. Whee! And Roswell. Ooh. Oh, the Roswell incident. Yeah, yeah. So see, uh, These are things I sort of roughly know about, but I don't know like, in detail. the general details. I just have no. heard of the Roswell incident and stuff. No, this was... It was actually quite a hard episode to plan for, because what I was expecting to get details on, I couldn't find much on at all. Because they got all covered up, in it? Well, there is that. Um, but also, <laughs> also, um, no, I managed to get, um, I managed to watch some good documentaries. Famously covered up. Got and, uh, everything. Yeah, I, cause I, cause, well, the first thing I thought was like, can you, could you find it on Google Maps if I typed in Area 51? Hmm. And it does come up. Yeah. Um, in fact, it shows you, cause it's on Groom Lake. <laughs> it shows you exactly in. where it's it is. Zoom in. Spacecraft. You can see the aliens and everything. <laughs> Uh, so it's, um, yeah, so it's, it's at Groom Lake in Nevada. Um, and then I started to think, well, why don't I get, let's see if I can get a few more fun facts. You know, we all, we always sort of speculate and talk about stuff that might or might not be true on our shows. And I thought, let's talk about stuff that's pretty well, you know, rounded facts. And I went through and these, these things are pretty much, um, I'll tell you what, why don't you tell me what you know about. Area 51 before I start. Let's see Let's see how much you guys know. Go on then, Tess. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but... Okay, Area 51. I know that if you drive up to the gate, you're going to get attacked. Oh, yeah, them guys come up with guns and two to turn your 4 by 4 round. It's the wrong weird news. It's like a military base. Yeah. In okay. Nevada Desert. So, how mm-hmm. many points does he get for that? Just, uh, some, some points, like uh, 10 points. Um, they're, they're covering up UFOs there. Covering up UFOs, yeah. Maybe. They did that alien autopsy video inside a tent in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, the famous one in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Futurama episode. Is that, oh, is that, that, that episode. Yeah, yeah, I fucking great. love that episode. That's Roswell that ends well is the name of the episode. Yeah. Oh. If you want a good Futurama episode, I know we always bag on about it. Roswell that ends well is That's fucking such a great. Good Start to finish. I don't think I've seen it. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of the best. It's up in my top five. Oh, no. even I got. Yeah, I was going to say some of the stuff, but yeah, watch that episode. Man. It's really fun. I'll watch it. It's really fun. Okay, so do you want me to just break into some stuff which I think might? I'm going to let's talk about the security. Does the president visit there? Sorry, does the president visit there? I couldn't find out. I couldn't find out whether President Obama does. It's the first thing I'd do. What is go there? Inauguration. Be like right. Area fifty one. Driver. Mm. Road trip straight into it. Uh, <laughs> I Air couldn't. One. Having said that, I didn't really look. I didn't. It didn't cross my mind to think to see whether President Obama. If you there. became president, I would want to go there. Yeah, what day one? It, yeah, like you become day you get one. Enough. during during my inauguration. I'd be like, can I get, we're, we're going to go to the thing. Gone fishing. Podium. Send a proxy. Isn't it? Late lunch. I'm the president. Yeah, send you a body double. Yeah, you get one. Do you get one when you're president? Probably. Oh man, can you imagine hanging out? Imagine the jokes you could get into. If you don't, you could just. Ask for one. Yeah. Can you ask for anything if you're the president? Mm, yeah, I guess. Big I don't Mac. know. <laughs> Big Mac. <laughs> Big, Big Mac. But that's the extent of your your uh, like imagination. <laughs> I don't even eat Big Mac. Big Mac. Right, let's... Uh, anyway, right, okay. Okay, so um, you guys both kind of mentioned about the security and how 
it's probably one of the most secure places on earth. Do you not think though, right? If it's that secure, mm. you know what I'm just thinking. I reckon Area 51's a decoy. I reckon there's fuck all there. Because everyone knows Area 51. Oh, there's stuff going on there. And if they keep this one place that everyone thinks everything's happening, they can have a real Area 51B in, like, Guatemala or something. Do you know where would be the best place for Area 52? Denver Airport. White House. Just the White House. Underneath Underneath the White House. (gasps) Underneath what White House? Underneath the the White House. Underneath the White House? Yeah. Yeah. Where all the tunnels are. The last place to to look, wasn't it? But you're right. That is well, one of the. That is one of the. <laughs> that's like <laughs> saying the best place to run a mafia is underneath a police station. Yeah. <laughs> last place. Yeah, I, want, I want to make a film where that's that's the plot. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey guys, if we right. get to episode 100, are we all going to get weird tales tattoos? Yeah, let's on do it. On episode 100. Yeah, not just like not on episode weird tales, but something relevant to the show. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. If we get to episode 100. On that episode, I'm telling you now, live. we are going to get live tattoos. Okay. Right. Anyway, back anyway, to Area 51. Right, so uh, so let's talk about the security, because I, I some of this stuff surprised me a lot more than... Um, so should we, like, prepare ourselves for some shock? Well, it's it's not really shocking. I just... This, this is the first thing that I read that I was like, wow, I didn't think it was that, you know. Um, but the, the security starts... Basically, they start restricting the airspace um, in a 440 square mile Whoa. Um, area around Area 51. Wow. And just to give you perspective, from here to Glasgow is 370 miles. Whoa. So, what? That shows how, how, how big is it? 400? 440 square miles around the base. That is, shows how big is America restricted. is compared to England. Because that is bigger Massive. than our country. <laughs> That's it's huge. Massive. That's it's, like saying you can't fly over England. It's kind of That's nuts. That is so big. What's in there? Well they obviously they obviously What is in there? It's well like they country. obviously still get um you know, that's pretty much the whole of like Nevada. It's a huge yeah. area. But they get they do get um you think Las Vegas is at right at the bottom of of Nevada. So they yeah. do get flights, they just monitor them. Right, okay. And if anything takes anything a turn, they'll a send the jets off. up to... You know, like on GTA, where you get a little bit too close to... Yeah. Then they send the jets up. To be fair, on GTA, though, you'd always just be able to cause havoc. In GTA, I'm you sure can get in a bit more tight than that. Probably, yeah, I should think so, yeah. However, when you're on the ground, it's a bit more... You're still restricted, but they don't monitor you on the ground um, until you're 10 miles away. Well, there's... That- which is still... Quite a distance. How far away was it on the in the air? Sorry, four hundred and forty square miles. What's the town right near Area Fifty One? Oh, sorry, I thought you said they fenced it off four forty. No, oh no, you can't fly. Right. Yeah, no, like it's not a no fly zone, but it's restricted, and they will mon- yeah, monitor right. what you're they doing. Monitor all flights in that on area. the ground because it's you know they can't restrict it that much because people need to go home. What's the town that's like right near Area Fifty One that people go to? Um. Oh, I know what you mean. I don't. I don't Louis know. Louis Theroux goes there. He spends yeah. some time like there. He goes to the little, place. the little, yeah, yeah, alien, the little alien. alien yeah. Alien. Oh, he goes to. The, it's like a little bar at the bottom. I'd yeah. love to go to there. Is it? Is it Roswell? It, is it Roswell? Roswell it's is. Roswell, isn't it? That's the name of the town. No, Roswell's in New Mexico. Oh, so what is that place? It's Which really is famous. We're going to look like Roswell is actually quite far away from it's like Salem. Area fifty one. Really famous. Shall I search it? What? Um, what Ros- the name of that Roswell. town is? Oh, that's okay. Yeah. 
I'm just going to search the little alien. In. Yeah, that's it. It's got little hyphens. They love the little alien. They go to it in pool as well, don't they? They go to the little alien. Yeah, I think so. Rachel, Nevada. The actual place is called Rachel. Rachel. Nevada. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh. Yeah, I remember Louis Through saying that. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Again, I'm going to recommend that episode of Louis Through. It's like, a great Louis Through's Weird Weekends. It's really old, like maybe from series one or two of Weird Weekends. It's probably about nearly 20 years old now. The topic, so the episode's just called UFOs. Is that when he communicates with that dude? Yeah, yeah. Repeat, repeat. That's yeah, that's like, that yeah. whole episode is great. And transmission. Yeah. That's great. Watch <laughs> Go that. watch it. Um, so. They will start monitoring you from about 10 miles away if you're driving around the site. Uh, however, there's no fences, there's no gates. The only thing that show you where the territory is, that you've got like little like orange pillars that you can hardly see from the road. So it would be possible to accidentally strike? It would be, yeah, this is why it happens all the time. And if you get out sharp. of the signs um, around, uh, around the site, say if you get out your car... You can be stopped. Um, it's something like you. You can be stopped by fatal means or like something. Really, it's ba- they're basically saying. And there's guys that that have come out that used to work there that have said, "Yeah, countless times." There's a guy that used to um, be on patrol. He was a guard in one of the just like I don't know, just up on like one of the mountains, like near the base. And he says, "I I was told a few times to to shoot just to shoot people. Whoa. People have been shot and like like." A few people have been killed, like just just for stepping out of their car. You know what? If we ever get to Rachel Nevada, have a drink in the alien, get a little bit of Dutch courage. If all three of us just try and pelt for it, one of us might make it through. Yeah, but then we get killed and die with the secret, right? Uh, I haven't thought this through. Like, no, <laughs> no. Like, that, if that, we that, want yeah. to find out the secret before we die, then that's a cool plan. But to, no, I want to broadcast it. To broadcast it. Oh, we need to get a little transmission. We need to get someone waiting back. They would definitely be jamming that transmission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I have a voice for it. This is not going to work. I can tell you now this is oh, not going to work. Like, how cool would that be with Tales on Tour? <laughs> we just have those walkie-talkies from Argos. And yeah. It'd be so basic. They'd be like, we didn't plan yeah, for this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, they didn't Shut plan down. for morons. <laughs> well, what about um, shortwave radio? You can't even block that. Okay. We get someone waiting back at the little alien recording. And then they'll just blow the alien. We'll out. leave like Neil back there or something. Yeah, I'd rather... Okay, I've got it. <laughs> oh, no. Imagine a, imagine a movie where we die at the start and then Neil's got like the biggest secret in history and he's carrying with him through America to try and get back to the UK. Imagine that film. Who's playing Neil? Neil. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, who's no. playing us? Well, we died. Yeah, so but who's know. playing? Yeah, yeah but we like we still be in it. Well. Yeah. big stars at the very beginning. Dwayne Johnson to play me. I don't know. And Adam Deck to play me. And be- <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Johnson and Adam Dwayne Deck. Johnson. And Adam Deck. Oh, God. In <laughs> Neil on the Run. In weird tales. <laughs> it is a weird tale. Oh right, okay. The Rock would be up for it though. I reckon. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. his sort of film. Maybe. Not to slag him off. Uh, right. So, oh, can't the, can't the Rock play Neil? Anyway, all our listeners are like, who's Neil? We have mentioned Neil a few times. Neil's a Cumbrian friend of us. Yeah. He's actually from Leightonstone and he lives in Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hi, Neil. Uh, Yeah, so Area 51 was uh, created in 1955. Right. uh, Solely for Project Aquatone. Do you know what that is? No. Aquatone? Yeah. 
Project Aqua Tune. Is it something to do with oh, the no, sea? No, I've heard of. Sorry? Is it something to do with the sea? Is it trying to hear the no. bloop? The bloop? No. Because that was a previous Aqua was... Tone. Huh. Uh, oh, that was years later as well. <laughs> no, it was. It, it's really. It's it's quite. When you think about the time period, um, they were creating and developing um, stealth planes so that they could spy on the Soviet Union because it's during the Cold War. Right. So yeah. that that's that's what they were doing, um, and they wanted a secret military base where they could hide away from the Russians and create something that could go and spy on what they were doing. But it was only supposed to be a temporary base. So they were just looking for somewhere where um somewhere just way, way away from anyone and everything and hidden um with a big enough place for them to build a runway. That's it, that's all they were looking oh, for. Okay. So they were temporarily it became a permanent base in nineteen sixty two. Um and since then there's been loads of um, confirmations that they've developed like miles and miles and miles of under underground tunnels. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention this about the security. People have found like cameras, motion sensors, and microphones just like around the base. Like you know how I said, ten yeah. miles away, you can you'll start that people have noticed motion sensors and things. Someone picked up one of the motion sensors um, and was able to to recognise what it was. It's extremely powerful, obviously, um, but he reckons it, it would be strong enough to pick up like butterfly wings going past it. So this it's like they're trying to hide something. Pretty strong equipment. If they've got big tunnels underneath, do you think? I know this sounds mad. Them tunnels connect all the way to the White House tunnels. Where's the White House? There's miles on the other side Washington, of the coast. You see, and it's like right up there. Yeah, Nevada's <clears> like here in America, and Washington's like there. That's mm. massive distance. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> yeah, <anyway. laughs> well, yeah, it's... yeah. I doubt yeah. it. Think about it. So think about it. It's not just that it's long. Think how long it would take you to drive and the man- from and the manpower. <laughs> Like, one of those is definitely going to be like... <laughs> just sit there like a teapot with your arms out, like... Mm. Do you think they got, you like, never know. a crew to build it? Yeah, maybe. Like, I like that you're like, eyes. oh, that's ridiculous. We're like, there's UFOs in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah I'm just enough. saying it would be a pretty weird tale, wouldn't it, if they had built that? It's, it's possible, I suppose. On, it's weirder stuff that happens. Yeah, there is. Um, and the final the final thing that um, you guys... You know, I don't know, you might not be aware about it, actually, that... Um, the CIA officially admitted its existence. What year would what year would you say that they did that? I bet like last year. They still haven't. The 2013. Mm. So it's only three years ago they officially, yeah, Some said yeah. You've you've got us. Um, so there, I just thought I'd start with a few. Well, so before few facts. then they were like, no, nah, it doesn't open there. It's not even there, but don't go there. They kept... Uh... <laughs> we'll shoot you if you go near it. <laughs> near go, what, go, though? Go near what? Uh, uh, don't go yeah. there. <laughs> near what? Uh, see ya. <laughs> right, so yeah, those are just a few facts that oh, I thought were really interesting. A few things about the security. Um, and like I say, it was just a military base, so they were just developing planes um, and ways of spying on, on the Soviet Union because they were so... And also, it was a nuclear testing site as well, so they would yeah. test loads of nuclear bombs and weaponry. I was thinking that actually with the radius, maybe that is part of it. If they're testing nuclear bombs, yeah, I think that was probably there because you think in the fifties that was nuclear war was imminent. Hmm. You know, it was it was huge. Didn't they bomb Hiroshima in the fifties? End of the war, World War. It was in the forties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that was that was rife, and then it was also it wasn't just nuclear testing. They were developing 
um, like energy weapons. So like pulsar, um, what they call like the the microwave transmitters, and this is where we sound stupid. What they called, um, yeah. you know, what I mean, like you can get them on the stealth games. I'm sure you could probably use them on the Metal Gear Solid or something. Future armor, so that holds up. Microwave, yeah, that's that's on the Roswell. Microwave emitters or something, I don't know. Some some bull crap. I don't don't, really care don't about. leave the foil in the microwave when you do popcorn. Otherwise, it will So that was that was it really. That was all that anyone knew until the late eighties, uh, when a dude called Bob Lazar. Have you heard of Bob? Yeah, we Lazar? talked about him on Alien Disclosure. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. So he came out, and then he was the first person, effectively, to 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 say that it was being used for, you know, that he worked there, mm. that was extraterrestrial activity, and that he was working on Alien M spacecrafts. So I've just got the clip. I've just got uh, from the 1980s of him kind of... Uh, yeah, so this is... I don't think this is the original clip, but it... It's not the one that Laura played us, is it? He's going to do it his old... Uh... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a You'll need to cut this, because I don't know, it might be. Uh, <laughs> no, it's only a minute and a half long. Okay, no, no, we were just doing... We listened, no, the clip she played of Bob Lazar was when he was talking about being in the spaceship and what it looked like. Yeah. And, like, the interface and everything being... Flat. That was what I tried to remember, because yeah. when I was putting the videos together, I mm. thought, I can't leave it out. But I'll have to check with you guys what it was because I want to play again. That was the clip of Bob Lazar. I know, because yeah. I'd heard it that whole show twice. <laughs> yeah. So this is Bob Lazar. Right. In 1987, when the Air Force sought to renew its stranglehold on the Groom Range, news articles once again mentioned the talk about alien spacecraft. And subsequent articles in national magazines quoted unnamed sources about things of alien origin flying in Nevada. Things that would make filmmaker George Lucas drool. Despite the speculation, no one who knew Area 51 from the inside ever talked publicly about the saucer stories. Well, there's several, uh, actually nine uh, flying saucers, flying discs, uh, that are out there of extraterrestrial origin. The live interview with the shadowy Dennis drew international attention. Portions were broadcast by radio in six European countries and in a nationally televised TV special in Japan. Actually nine uh, flying saucers, flying discs. Despite numerous inquiries and feelers, Dennis has remained anonymous until now. His real name is Robert Lazar, a young scientist with eclectic interests. The choice of Dennis was an inside joke. He says that's the name of his superior at Groom Lake. It wasn't a joke to Dennis. He called right after and he said, do you have any idea what we're going to do to you now? And I, I said, well, no. He hung up the phone. Lazar's story is by any standards fantastic. He says he's telling it in order to protect himself. He says he was hired to work at an area called S4, which is a few miles south of Groom Lake. At S4, he says, are flying saucers, antimatter reactors, and other working examples of technology that is seemingly beyond human capabilities. Cool. Classic prankster, Lazar. Yeah, so just a little just a little clip, sort of introducing Robert Lazar. So, remind, what, what was it, what specific bit? Can you remember what it was that Laura talked about? Can you remember what she said, about he Bob said Lazar. his job was, yeah. Um, he was supposed to look at the alien spacecraft and see if he could you uh, work out the technology and basically reverse engineer the, yeah, reverse that's the word I'm looking for reverse engineer the technology from the spacecrafts mm. and he then went after he left working for them he went on like um, what's the guy's show the radio show Art, Art Bell. Bell Art Bell show and explained exactly mm. what this, we played a bit of it on the alien disclosure episode yeah exactly what they were like inside and explained all the technology and stuff like that and the fuel they were using was amazing and all that stuff yeah yeah 
Um, I mean, I so I won't play that clip. I, I noted it because I couldn't remember if exactly what clip we listened to. Yeah. Um, so I won't play that because I know that he does talk about it, and in the, basically he's just talking about the inside of the ship. And yeah, yeah, uh, it was very boring. Like the, so, the color was like he definitely didn't think it could be made by human hands. He but said it was like the, gray. In and, the clip we played, he said about it almost looking like it was sculpted like one solid piece. Yeah, 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 and you couldn't make it and. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. If you if you do want to hear that clip, we do talk about it quite a lot yeah. on the Alien Disclosure. Episode. Did we did we talk about uh, him working like him watching it take off? No. Okay, I'll play that clip then, um, because that was part of his job um, as and well so was where, to try and get he was it to work. Trying to reverse engineer the spacecraft that was at Area Fifty One. Uh, yeah, supposedly oh. that's his claim. Lazar says that in addition to being shown inside the disc, he actually saw it take off from the lake bed. I was brought into the hangar for one of the short duration tests and the craft was already outside on the lake bed and that was uh, pretty much of a marvelous sight. It's a huge thing. It, I, it's like seeing a house lift off the ground. You, you can't imagine the energy involved to do that because of the uh, extremely high energy output and the fact that the outside of the craft does is used as a conductor that does ionize the air and the crafts do as a byproduct of this glow at night uh, much like a fluorescent tube will light up so you know bright strange jumping lights in the sky that that does explain that would you categorically say there is no way that that humans could have built the craft that you saw absolutely i will categorically deny that well i don't know how exactly should i put that i guess i can just say it straight out there is there is no way that any government on this earth could produce that craft period what do you think that i like that yeah yeah because that that for me that makes it a bit more involved as a as a story that makes it a bit more a bit a bit different to him just working away in a warehouse and mm. yeah, yeah. and trying to reverse engineer the the way it works. Do you think the government let him go around and say this stuff? Because if they try and stop him, it makes them look more suspicious. Uh, well, you've actually brought me quite nicely onto um, his background and a bit more about him personally, because um, he's got a few guys. There's quite a few people who believe what he says. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few people who don't. Mm. Um, there's- this is what Laura was saying. He's quite. He's, she said he was a controversial figure. As well. Yeah, there's um, there's a dude called Stanton Friedman. Yes, who Laura Talked spoke about, about as well. Yeah, um, who just categorically states he's a he's, he's an intelligent guy, mm-hmm. but he's checked he's checked his background and nothing checks up. He we played his opening statement from the disclosure hearings on yeah. her show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he checked the universities. He checked Caltech and Massachusetts, which is where this guy says he he was educated. They have no records at all. Oh, no records at all of him being of being there. Los Alamos that he talks about. No records. Nothing. Oh, um, or like very little. And actually. Um, Friedman talks about it a bit more in this in this documentary later on in the um, documentary. He says, "I, yeah, I, I, they just wouldn't talk to me." So he doesn't say he couldn't find anything. Yeah, Los Alamos wouldn't talk about him. Ah, see, this so this to me suggests one of two things: mm. either Friedman is like he's full of shit, yeah, but what I'm saying is real, 
Yeah. Because, um, but this guy's a fucking joker. Mm. He didn't even go to these places. Yeah, yeah. Or they've deleted all that guy's records. Exactly. I was thinking, I was like, oh, it must be a... But then I was like, actually, to, to, the to best make him way look stupid, to make him look stupid is to delete all of his education yeah, exactly. from existence and then just not talk about it. Yeah, and exactly. Because like, someone's going to dig into that eventually. He? Yeah. Well, he did a he took a polygraph test. It's very intelligent. Okay. They made him take a polygraph test. How reliable are polygraph tests? Um, I don't know, but he his came back a hundred percent like truth. Hundred percent truth. Oh, hundred percent. You know what? Someone took a lie test on that documentary that I can't get of the alien thing. Oh, of she, the cat queen. Yeah, no, yeah that that episode, but yeah. it was another one. It was a woman who believes that she. Uh, I think it was like she has sex with aliens. Or oh, that woman. Oh, yeah. She had yeah. the orbs yeah. around her house and stuff. No, not the one with the massive hair. Oh, right. Another one. Uh, oh, she loves Kentucky. And Kentucky woman. Kentucky woman. She's the best, though. She's the best. I love her. Um, imagine being married <laughs> to her. And then, so this other woman, and this other woman it does strike me as a sort of like, just, it's not harsh to say, like one of those people that you just kind of like, I kind of don't trust you. Yeah. I don't believe what because you're saying. Because the way, the way in which she gives her information is very much like, not matter of fact, it's more like, calculated. look at me, this is this, and this is, it's like very articulated and premeditated, mm. in mm. my opinion. Mm. And she took a polygraph test and she got every question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, this is ludicrous. And the guy taking the polygraph test was like, it's my job. Uh, this is usually quite true. Yeah. And she was just like, no, nah, no, nah, it must be a mistake. And he's just like, They're I fairly to accurate. tell you, but you're alive. They're fairly accurate, but they, they you can dupe them. And they can't be held up in a court of law, right? No, because you can't rely on them as, as no. you can't rely on reliable data. Them. You know who because they take they test by your stress levels, and if yeah. you're if you don't get stressed by those questions, That's it. you could well, easily if you have them. no morals at all, and nothing will stress you out. Like for the people on Jeremy Kyle when they do the tests on that, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got no morals anyway. Yeah. So surely they're going to be careful yeah. of it. So I was kind of thinking, know, actually, those sort of people, I don't, I don't think they've got no morals. I think they just. Don't give a fuck. They just suck at life. Like it's harsh to say. Like obviously, bless them. But they, I <laughs> think it them. is just like I don't think they're actually like calculated horrible evil people. They're just they're just born idiots or something. Yeah, you know, just like you know, I was like an idiot like gene. Them. Yeah, and I think what they do is what they were born to do: <laughs> sleep around, want to fuck up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what clips this beef? Uh, so this is just uh, this is just a bit more. I think I just wanted to double check what this was, but this is just Stanton. This is um, Stanton Freeman just kind of talking about him a bit and just giving his opinion on Lazar. Not everyone who's researched Bob Lazar believes his claims. Stanton Friedman is one of the most respected authors in the UFO field today. He's a former nuclear physicist with top secret clearance and has many friends and contacts in the Black Project world. I've looked at considerable depth into Bob Lazar's claims, both about himself and about propulsion system. Those are fairly elaborate claims. I've talked to the schools that he claims to have received degrees from. I've checked on his high school record. I talked to Los Alamos Library. He was supposedly a scientist and so forth. I have come up totally empty. Now, when a guy lies like that, you get very wary. And, you know, it has all the trimmings his story of a Walter Mitty story somebody in his imagination was you know stronger brighter faster than anybody else I don't doubt that he did some work at Los Alamos and other places he's clever he drives a jet powered car fixes radiation detectors 
So he may have performed some service, but I can find no reason to think that he worked out there on a flying saucer. So that's Bob Lazar and that's Stanton Friedman. I like um, Stanton Friedman. Yeah. When I hear him talking and stuff, he sounds... He's not, he's not, um, uh, what's the word? He's not, he's not he's gunning very, him down. No. He's not. He's just very matter of fact when he talks. He's just, I've done this research and it doesn't, you know, and universities have no, they have to hold, I don't know what it's like in the States, but over here at least, they have to hold on to your records for, I think it's like a minimum of 10 years or something. No, no idea. I don't know what it is. But, um, it just got me thinking about this whole thing because actually, a lot of what I could find about Area 51 is to do with this guy's claims. Mm-hmm. You know, and Laura spoke about it before. Um, and I thought, you know, we need to kind of talk about him a bit and try and kind of come to our own conclusions, which really, I can only see two ways. Really, is a case of this guy did uh, work at Area 51 um, and they've done all the security checks to try and wipe his records clean. Maybe he's a bit like a bit of a scapegoat. Mm. He seems to me to be a bit of a maverick. Um, bit of a loose cannon. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe that's maybe that's it. I don't know. But I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I it was don't worth... know what to think of um, Lazar. No, because you in, instinctively, because what he says is so bold, mm. you instinctively think bullshit. Like as soon as he starts talking about stuff, mm. instinctively you're like bullshit because it's just so like barefaced and bold and yeah. it's it's so extreme. Yeah. The problem is no one ever comes out who's like got humility and just a logical person well that's what I think Always Friedman's people. like Stanton Friedman's a little bit more like that I, I yeah. tend to I pay more attention to him I lean more towards him yeah yeah because he's just very matter of fact and intelligent and because regardless of how true it is whether Bob Lazar's telling the truth or not it doesn't matter how true it is unless you convey your information in a way that people believe it doesn't matter Mm, mm. Do you know what I mean? There's something about Lazar seems a little bit like dodgy, like he's a away, bit of like, like a car salesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing that got me was um, this documentary, which uh, we can put on the blog. It's, it's quite a good documentary. He talks a lot of a lot a lot of what he says is kind of setting up a story. So he likes to elaborate on, or just get a phone call at about four fifteen a.m. to say be at the airport by quarter five, and then I'd get the plane here and then I'd get on a bus and end up at the base and they like talk through the day and you think you wouldn't, I don't think you'd necessarily do all that if you, I don't know, maybe you would, but yeah, I, there's a lot, there's a lot to think about with his claims that could be true. And he's not, you know, let's be honest. He's not the most crazy way, way out there with his theories. It's just, he's just like, yeah, I worked on a spacecraft. Yeah. That's it. Like if he was out for himself, I would say maybe he would, I don't know, say a lot more. Like, there's all, it almost feels more real because he's like, when he talks about the spaceship, he's just like, it was, yeah, it was, it couldn't have been made by human hands, but it was just a, this just a spaceship. This is what we also said when Laura played the clip of him explaining the, the spaceship. We were saying exactly. about how he didn't ever falter. He, like, it was, you believed him more because he was so natural about it. Like, he knew it from memory. He was, yeah, like, exactly. where he talked his way he's remembering. He's like, yeah, and there was yeah. that there and that there. And he never had to stop to think. Because he was just like he just knew it. Yeah. But then is that running a spiel in your head for so mm. long that you know the spiel so He just well? knows what to say. And he exactly. seemed very casual. Like when he asked questions, he didn't falter. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's like this. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm in two minds with him. He's, yeah. He seems genuine, but he also seems like a bullshitter at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing with, you know, you and Laura both saying he seems kind of a controversial yeah. guy. I, I mean, I didn't really want to talk about Lazar for too long but I thought actually I, watching the documentaries um, I learnt more about him 
Um, and like I say, when you dive into this stuff, Lazar's name is everywhere yeah. because he was the he's the guy who first said, "Yeah, there's alien stuff in there." Um, so um, there's one more thing I'd mention about Lazar, but we'll come back to that later. Uh, the question I've got for you now mm-hmm. is: I've got some stuff on the conspiracy theories around the base, or I can talk about Roswell. Which guys would you prefer to start with? Let's. Well, we sort of done an overview of Area 51. Mm-hmm. Should we do the overview of the Roswell incident? Okay. And then we'll lay in some conspiracies at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's One thing do I was going to say about Area 51, actually, I was going to say earlier, so I forgot. Um, it doesn't, it's not like a very fun view, but imagine, imagine if all the technology was just humans' technology. It's just the people that go there are so mm. out of touch because we're like looking at laptops and HD screens and you go there and it's like ultra HD and blah. That's blah, my blah, theory. Stuff like that. It's like, that's my theory. Maybe we'll, it's so alien to us. We're like, it's aliens. It's like, no, it's humans. But you haven't been here to see us. Yeah, they're just like give, trickling it down yeah. to the mainstream. And that would explain why the government doesn't want to release it. Because it's like, we don't want fucking yeah, we've got the year, Russians, if we do Chinese it, and all that. And also, like, if they do it slowly, more yeah. money. Yeah. Partial upgrade, partial upgrade. Oh, yeah. When they've got like, you know, 20 years ahead or something. Oh, yeah. They just like mm. flip that technology out on the table. It's um, People are going to be like, oh, I want that one. I'm pretty sure HD's been around for like 15 years. Yeah, I remember watching a program on Sky TV when I was a kid about technology in Japan, and they had like HD screens and stuff yeah, and yeah. Uh, fiber optic broadband. Well, you you guys it was know like shit here at the yeah, top. You, you guys know when I was in Japan <clears throat> 10 years ago, I saw the dudes yeah, in the, Starbucks yeah, with yeah, yeah. like blown away at the time, but. Because I remember, oh, yeah, it was like, I've never seen he anything had a, like that. He had a, a keyboard projected onto the oh, table. Yeah, he he was, said, yeah, 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 so I've mentioned yeah. it, I have mentioned it before, like but it's, it's the same thing, isn't it? That's uh, that's kind of that's kind of my theory. Um, and we'll come back to the technology in a sec. But, Roswell, tell me what you know. Um, there was an incident. Yeah, I only know the incident. You really, there was an incident that was several it. years ago. We kind of mentioned it briefly when we had Andy and Keith on the show. I was about to say, mm-hmm. I think we'd, yeah. Um, again, there's... Was it in a woods? No. That's the one in the UK. That's in the UK. Roswell, this this was on a ranch. Right. In a place called... Oh, well, in Roswell. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a place uh, called... <laughs> Roswell, uh, in New Mexico. Right. Um, again, not a huge amount of information on this, really. Just, um, it refers to an event in mid-1947, where there was a, apparently a surveillance balloon crashed at a ranch near Roswell, uh, prompting claims alleging the crash was of an extraterrestrial spaceship. Right. Uh, Why did they think it was from a spaceship? Because <laughs> it crashed. Well, this is uh, this is where I'll do some more uh, videos, video clips. Okay. Um, because the videos to explain so, well, it. Well, did anyone actually get footage right? of it? <laughs> no. Ah. But the, the, it took, these are the guys who um, were involved at the time. Uh, so... Couldn't look directly at it very long at a time. And you had to look to the side of it, just like looking into a bright sun. William Woody is 61, a pig farmer who worked for the local bus company in Roswell. He remembers to this day what he saw on the night of the 4th of July, 1947. I was 13 years alive, and that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. We got in the old truck one morning and headed north, out 285, just see if we could locate it. Ever exit or path off of the highway was blocked off with the military sentries and said that it was under investigation and nobody was allowed to go either 
east or west off of the highway. On the Foster Ranch, 75 miles northwest of Roswell, Mac Brazel, a farmhand, was on his daily rounds when he came across some strange material scattered in the fields. His sheep refused to go near it. Like he asked him to. No. Unable to identify what it was, Brazel travelled 20 miles to show his nearest neighbour what he had found. Loretta Proctor is 83 and still lives on the same ranch near Corona, north of Roswell. She remembers Brazel arriving on horseback with a collection of strange material. He showed us this piece that looked like plastic or wood of some kind, and he said that there was some metallic-looking stuff that when you crushed it, it just straightened right back out. It wouldn't, you know, wouldn't stay crushed. And there was uh, some beams or something that he said had kind of pinkish-purple printing on it. Well, we told him it's probably a UFO and he should report it. <laughs> That's their first thought. It's a UFO. Brazel took her advice and travelled into Roswell Town with the strange debris. He reported his find to the Sheriff of Chavez County. Sheriff George Wilcox immediately notified the local airbase. Roswell Army Airfield was home to the 509, America's elite bomb group, which had dropped the atomic bomb on Japan. As the only atomic bomb squadron in the world, it was surrounded by the highest levels of security and secrecy. The 509's air intelligence officer was Major Jesse Marcel. He was assigned to investigate the material that the rancher had brought in. Marcel drove out to Brazel's ranch to collect some of the debris. That night, he brought it back to his house to show his wife and son. He came back real late one night, about 2 o'clock in the morning, as I recall, very excited because he woke myself, my mother up, saying they found parts of a UFO or a flying saucer at that time. And uh, he wanted me to see it because it was such of an unusual uh, type of uh, finding. Dr. Jesse Marcel Jr. is himself a pilot, colonel, and state surgeon in Montana's Air Force Reserve. In 1947, he was 12 years old, but he vividly remembers the extraordinary nature of the material he saw that night in Roswell. As I recall, the most unusual part of the debris that I saw was the I-beam fragments, or what I recall as being I-beam, because they were uh, very light, very strong, and they had some writing along the inside surface of this. And that was the thing that really set this apart from anything I'd ever seen before. So we'll pause it there. We're going to come back to that exact clip in a moment because it gets deeper. I just want to, um, I want this to weigh in on something, that's all. <laughs> I just saw you shaking your head at numerous points through that. Uh, I was just shocked at the start when he's like, oh, I was 13 years alive. I was like, I'm definitely using that. That's such yeah. a good saying. Yeah, I saw you. I thought you were going to say the opposite. I thought you like going to slay him. No, it's amazing. I love hearing new ways of saying stuff. Amazing, but that's wicked, isn't it? Thirteen years alive. There's yeah. I guess it must be such a weird. You do it from now on then. Um, If I remember. Yeah. So effectively, this debris was found by some ranch hands. They took it to the local sheriff. You then took it to um, this guy Jesse Marcel Senior who would have been and we just heard from his son who remembers quite vividly he was talking about how he's like he remembers his father coming home quite vividly it was like two in the morning and he had all this material um were there reports of his son before that incident 
Um, because I'm just thinking, ranch in the middle of the desert, spaceship crashes there, Superman. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked into it. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> like it could be. It could be Superman. Into that, yeah. It could be Superman. Um, so it just gives you a bit of background. Nothing. Nothing too crazy just yet. <clears throat> I love really. what she said about grabbing the metal and scrunching up, and then it and then use flattened it. out again. Yeah, like foil. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought all the time. <laughs> um, but no, I I know I kind of know what she means, and that's not that's not foil that she's really talking about. It's, I love it. That's what it was. It's just foil, foil yeah. flowing across yeah. the fucking. Um, so that's that's what they found. They managed to find this debris. Uh, so we're gonna pick up the story from there because this is where it gets a bit a bit deeper, and really? this is where it gets a bit more controversial. Oh, weird Roswell. Okay. Dan Dwyer and his colleagues in the Roswell Fire Brigade were also involved. The firemen were shown some remarkable material with curious properties. Dwyer's daughter Frankie was in the station at the time and remembers picking it up. When I would wad it up, it was like I had nothing in my hand. I couldn't feel it touching my skin. It was real weird. Drop it on the table and it was just like water, the way it would spread out. Meanwhile, Major Marcel brought the material he'd recovered back to Roswell Army Airfield. The commanding officer, Colonel Butch Blanchard, surprisingly ordered his public information officer, First Lieutenant Walter Hort, to issue an astonishing statement to the press. I was instructed by Colonel Blanchard to put out a press release, which in effect stated that we had in our possession a flying saucer. In essence, it said that we have in our possession a flying disc. It, uh picked up on a ranch and I can't remember if I said northwest of Roswell brought into town by Mac Brazel the ranch foreman uh, and the material was flown to higher headquarters 8th Air Force General Ramey. It was an announcement that stunned the world. The London Daily Telegraph reported that although no details were given of the craft the Air Force claimed that it was of a flimsy construction like a box kite. A small town in America had become the center of the world's attention. There was a tremendous amount of excitement because as I, here I am, a little country editor in a small city in New Mexico, talking to Paris and Rome and, and London and Tokyo, and I can't remember all of them. Spent the whole afternoon on the phone. And I know that my counterparts at the, at the Roswell, other Roswell paper and probably at the radio stations did the same. But there was a lot of excitement. America was transfixed. Radio networks issued hourly bulletins. This is an actual broadcast of the time. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile, found sometime last week, has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection. Russia has demanded UN action to get off... Major Marcel had flown samples of the material to Fort Worth, Texas, headquarters of the 8th Air Force. Here, the story would take a remarkable turn. General Roger Ramey, the commanding officer there, called a press conference in his office. In front of photographers, he invited Major Marcel to display the material he had brought from Roswell. The base duty weather officer was also ordered to attend so that he could give his verdict to the press as to precisely what Marcel was holding in his hands. 
The general called and said, get your ass over here to my office. we got something here we want you to look at. And I, I, sir, and he says, if you've got a car, fine. If you haven't, get one, get the first means of transportation and get over to my office. And when I saw that, I said, is that your flying saucer? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, hell no, that's a Raywin target and balloon. And if it isn't, I said, I'd eat it without salt or pepper. I know what that is. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I know what that is. This is what I would like to uh, show you. In here, this is the uh, photograph of the debris that was seen in General Ramey's office at Carswell Air Force Base in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. This is my father holding up uh, what is very obviously parts of uh, radar target with uh, balloon debris. In here, you see balsa wood fragments. You have actually parts of the balloon envelope in of itself, and uh, you have what looks like paperback metal foil. And to emphasize this, this is not what was seen on the floor of our kitchen that evening or that late uh, early morning hours in 1947. This is totally different. The implication is that Major Marcel may have been ordered to take part in a cover-up that involved switching the material from Roswell for a common weather balloon. General Ramey and the Air Force now discounted their earlier press announcements that they had found a flying saucer. The story was officially dead. Uh, so that's that's the picture. Of the fake balloon, quote unquote. Yeah. So that's that's the picture. Okay. Um, that does just look like foil and debris. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this 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 guy who'd excitedly taken this material back to his family to show them. Supposedly, his son believes that he was ordered to be a part of this cover-up to take the debris that was that they actually found and replace it with just like a destroyed weather balloon, just a yeah normal balloon um, to cover it up. So that's essentially, that's it. That's really all you'd find about Roswell. That's what I, I think when you said, what do you know about Roswell? And I was like, oh, um, well, we couldn't think of anything. That's it, isn't it? It's the crash. It's the crash. It's, it's the crash. Um, if you go into it, there are hundreds of other stories, other people that heard it, saw it, mm-hmm. um, have other debris as well. There are some reports that link up and it's similar. Like the debris was similar to what was being described in other reports. Um, there's a dude called Frank Kaufman um, who kind of admits like he'd seen the crash and then some bodies as well, right. some alien bodies. Really? Um, he then admitted he was lying. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, that's that's bunk. But everyone involved, it came out later, everyone involved had come out and said that they were threatened and told that they should they should lie, they should make up cover stories and say that they'd forgotten key... Um, you know, some people were given accounts like so that they would clash with other people's accounts. There's a whole other stuff going on um, to cover up what they'd actually found. So basically, anyone who had this, like, do you remember that program, Alice and Mac? She could go into liquid. Had that's what I was thinking about this Alice and Mac material. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was called. Hey, just jumping in here to correct myself. Um, I just looked it up. It wasn't called Alice and Mac. It was called Alex Mac. It was actually called The Secret Life of Alex Mac. I don't know if anyone else remembers that. Yeah, let's talk about the material. They got that taken away Mm. for um, examination. Yeah. And then whenever someone tried to see a picture of them examining it, they just like pulled out an old foil kite and was like, yeah, it's this, look. Yeah. And they're like, that's not what we sent you. Yeah. But imagine, think of that material. Like, imagine a material that you could hold in your hand that she said you couldn't feel. I love the description of it, yeah. That's amazing. But then when she put it on the table, it was like water. Yeah. Imagine water, like, spreading out. Hmm. 
And then that that kind of sounds a bit like the material that Rob Lazar talks about, where it lo- it's all yeah. like one structure. It's so, like you could build an invisible framework and pour that over it, and it will solidify the whole. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, hey? Very light, but very strong. Yeah, which is what you want a spacecraft. And he to be. said in uh, Bob Lazar, do you remember he talked about the doors doing stuff like that? They would crumple, and you would go through them, mm. and then they would just like form back again. Mm. That sounds like the same material. Yeah, I'm all turned around on Lazar. <laughs> Interesting, right? some of these... Yeah, but um, what if Lazar's been listening to that and been like, right, I'll get this into Yeah, it. yeah. What if I take that a little bit further? Exactly. Then people in the future, when they podcast about it, will... I love some of the expressions <laughs> when they talked about 13 years alive or whatever. Yeah. And that I've always... Uh, I'll take that without salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. eat that without salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah brilliant. That's, That's brilliant. Great. <laughs> Great. But, uh, yeah, Tish, what did you think about the material? Is that can try well, the water and, thing? Yeah, because yeah, I saw your strange. eyes like light up when you heard it. Yeah, I was just like, "What the fuck?" And then when they said about the balloon, I was just like, "Oh, maybe, maybe they've just never touched a weather balloon before. Maybe it's a water balloon." <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's it's mad. But then I was just like, <laughs> they don't really come into contact with a lot of technology, so it could be anything, and they'd be like, "Whoa." No, but what you said about it with Area 51, you said earlier, with the material, if I had... Because it's obvious that our military has access to technology that is way more advanced than what we have in our in our house yeah. and in our cars. That would feel... It would feel mm. almost alien, wouldn't it? It mm. would feel different. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that maybe she's... Uh, or that they've got highly, you know proactive imaginations but I don't know just trying to think of other stuff hmm. so that's Roswell uh, not a lot to it not really I couldn't really find an awful lot it's an lot interesting more. event there's not a lot you can comment on it's no. like this is what it, it is it's interesting it's right? like when I did them strange disappearances stories you know you're like it's a good story but there's not a lot you can comment on it you're like wow that's a cool story yeah exactly then, yeah. so uh, that's that's kind of all I could find really about um, about Area 51 I and Roswell. I that whole uh, Roswell doc on the blog yeah. as well. The documentaries were great. Yeah, um, they I found really good. What I found watching? another one which was more about the history of the base. So as um, like Project Aquatone mm-hmm. and the Stealthers, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's loads of stuff from Roswell, but it's just interviews with people really. Um, so now I want to talk a bit about the conspiracy theories involving Area 51. What do you think about the Roswell incident, Becca? What's that? There was a guy who was 13 years alive. And, 13 years alive? Yeah, and a spaceship crashed in his ranch. And it was made of a material. What, well, he was age 13? Yeah. <laughs> Ignore that bit. <laughs> it's like, that's <laughs> taking you all that time to like think. Yeah, so he was 13? Yeah, he does. Tiss says it that Tiss as well now. There was a, a spaceship crashed in his ranch. And then when they went to pick up some of the detritus and debris material, it was like a liquid. They You could pick it up. And it, you wouldn't feel like you were touching nothing. It was just like nothing. And when you drop it on the table, it was just like liquid. But it didn't feel like anything. It didn't t- feel like anything in your hands. So it was weightless. Yeah. It was like you weren't touching anything. It was like weightless, but it could like spread over long distances. It was like really strong, but really flimsy. <laughs> well, obviously because it was liquid. How was it a spaceship? Did it disintegrate on impact? Yeah. Hmm. Into all these like pieces of trash. <laughs> pieces of... Pieces of liquid trash. What do you think to it? I think it's... Men- <laughs> Will you eat, would you eat that without salt and pepper? 
<laughs> go on, go back to work. I'm leaving this here. <laughs> See you later, Becca. Bye. So, conspiracy theories, some of our favourite stuff. Uh, do you guys know any? Conspiracy theories involving Area 51. Oh, we just went in here and Joe was like, the Glocker? <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> no. Because, I've, let me put it this way, you can pretty much say just whatever guessing. you want. Yeah, there's aliens in there, there's time travel machines in there. Is there... Mm-hmm. Is Hitler hiding in there? Hitler's not hiding in there. Is it Hitler's bomb? How do you know? Well, you, well, you, well, well, you said we could say anything. Okay, fine. I heard yeah, Hitler's in there. in there. Sorry? I heard from a friend that he is hiding in there. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. That's how you start conspiracy theories. Should yeah. we start a conspiracy theory? Let's do one on, let's do one on the show right now. <laughs> we Apparently Hitler is alive and living in Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're hiding in Area 51. Apparently what they're actually hiding in Area 51 is the Glocker. It and was the most advanced time travel prototype ever. And yeah. all of, just every dictator that's ever lived, starting a new world order with him. Nah, you've gone too far. More, more conspiracies? Yeah, yeah, there's a few. I've got four. Okay. Uh, yeah, four. Should we, when you tell us it, yeah. should we rate it each on a scale of one to two? Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's do that. Um, I will think? say that I trail, I went through the internet for hours um, over the last couple of days looking for suitable videos to do these conspiracy theories. There's nothing. Don't worry. Uh, so I know we don't need video footage, but it does help. So the first, the well, first thing... Right. Is one piffle... It's piffle to A star. <laughs> <laughs> piffle to A star. That's the rating. Okay, so you guys can either give them. Yeah, it's, it's up to you what you what okay. you think of them. All right. So the first one. Um, there have been several claims relating to President Eisenhower. Right. Ah, oh, that's the pre- you always said. Does the president ever go? I was thinking of Eisenhower. There you go. Because I know he's linked to it. He allegedly had meetings with aliens Ooh. at the base. Isn't there really famous pictures of him like going through Area Fifty One or something, or allegedly going through Area Fifty One? Um, yeah, it's yeah, it, like you just whack it okay. in Google. There's some images of him going there. Yeah, but there are also some very silly that's images in, of him sat with an alien. That's in the free trial episode as well. I swear. There's nothing very conclusive. I struggle to find anything about this, even just like literature. There's almost nothing, right? Um, to suggest. However, Lazar. Um, claims to, and he mentions it. We 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 talked about it a bit with Laura. Um, he mentions seeing a grey alien in a room as he was being escorted down a corridor. Mm. Um, he saw it, did a double take, and then the the guard the guard that was, was with that? him, the guard that was with him was just like move along, uh, and he believes it was being interrogated. You wouldn't just double take an alien. You'd be like, yeah. "What is that? What's going on?" <laughs> and you'd be like, "No, don't move me along. There's an alien in there." It's fucking get hysterical, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That makes him less credible. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I gotta say, I did a double take. <laughs> yeah, I did a double. I did. I did check. It was an alien, definitely. Um, okay, so the conspiracy is conspiracy Eisenhower is that Eisenhower went there to meet with them Another and discuss. Oh, it was man. supposed to be a peaceful chat, wasn't it, sir? How are you? I'm the president. What yeah. The the idea was that it was just going to be like, hey, I'm the president. Just uh, let's just chat about our yeah, worlds and get to know each other. And you know, what's your favorite color? I like what? the idea of him. You know, the ch- aliens sitting there at a table waiting. He doesn't really understand anything. Eisenhower just strolls in, flips the chair around the other way, sits on it yeah. in cash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? If aliens talk to politicians first, they're going to get such the fucking wrong idea about humans. No, I think they probably think? can see through them. 
I think aliens well, yeah, are intelligent enough to see through bullshitters. Well, you never know. They can never know. Yeah, they might be idiots. <laughs> but even if they are intelligent, it's like, nah, we'll leave these humans alone because they're c- like politicians. So anyway, so the Eisenhower Eisenhower meetings yeah, of aliens from A star to piffle. Well, I mean, it's all just in between, isn't it? I don't know. What's he going to straight fire for that? Whatever it's true or not. Yeah. yeah. Well, how yeah, are you rate the conspiracy? How unlikely do you think it is? Oh, unlikely. So you think? What? Well, where on your scale, though? You know, what? I actually don't think aliens have been here. Really? So you're going like, like straight down? Like, I'm not saying like I don't know. I'm not that adamant about it. If you seem to flip flop on it. Yeah, you said you've said before that you believe they've been here. You did the episode of Proof of Aliens. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, <laughs> that, if anything shows your... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. got a real short memory, but... Um, you've got a really decent memory. The I've, stuff you remember, Bob, is mental. I've, I've got a... I had an experience recently, which With I aliens. do off-pod. Yeah. <laughs> off-pod. Uh, no, what we do a show about aliens and ghosts and stuff. You had an experience of an nah, alien, but you don't want nuts. to talk about it on the show. It's nuts. Exactly. It's nuts. Do you want to save it for the end of the show? No, I'm not broadcasting it. You have to. You have to. I can't. Right, I'm going to make a promise to the listeners. He's going to tell us this off air when we finish recording this episode. And if it's if we think it's worth your ears, we're going to try and get him to talk about it on a, on an upcoming episode. Okay. Anyway, we'll come back to ten on the Eisenhower. Um, for me personally, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so what? zero. Mm, no, talking to an alien in a room. Talking to an alien in a room. Talking to an alien in a room. Nah. So what is it? One. <laughs> yeah, one. Nah. I'm gonna go for. A, I'm going for a six. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I feel like I'm a bit. Uh, when it comes to conspiracy theories, I go with like how much I want it to be true. I feel like I go with like my heart, <laughs> head or heart. You have yet to you go for go heart. my heart with conspiracy theories. I, I like the kind of like the idea. I give it a six. Okay, cool. Oh, you know, it could happen actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it just then, and maybe the aliens that I'm thinking of wouldn't do that, but the ones that maybe do exist. Or Sorry, I just never think. Oh, I'll never be able to stop thinking about that. Just the idea, the idea of an alien talking in a room is too much for you. It's just like nah. It's just too like it's not alien. So bland. It's so so bland. An alien flying a spaceship is fun, but an alien talking in a room. Oh, yeah, if you flew like across the galaxy to come and meet humans, and we sat in a fucking room. You'd be like, nah. Let's Where go. do you want to sit? A nice pub. <laughs> with a little, a little alien. Some, some, <laughs> a place you'll love. Something with a view. Something with a view. Come and have a pint of blue milk. Yeah, you don't know what view they're going to like, though. They might find a view that we find fascinating offensive. Nah. But wouldn't if they came to our planet, wouldn't they want to talk to some of the most powerful people on the planet? Yeah, but to them, it wouldn't be like, oh my God, it's Obama. It's like, who's this guy? Yeah, aliens... Wouldn't they look at Obama and yeah. think he was powerful? No, they would just be like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, shall we move on to the next yeah, one? Yeah, go on. Second yeah. conspiracy. <laughs> next one. Uh, weather control. Right. Uh, there's... Um, I couldn't... Again, I couldn't find an awful lot of research, but there's reasons to believe. Uh, there's there's two projects. Project Storm Fury and Project Cirrus. Now, there's a lot of evidence pointing towards um, agencies making attempts to slow down hurricane winds. But that's it. 
that's the only stuff I could find. That that would that's the way they were trying to control the weather. Right. So essentially, to try and de- like decrease damage and death and try and slow down a hurricane. Right. Um, I do you remember when I tr- I tried one of our listeners um said about Harp H A R P the yeah. the Harp program. I've heard of and I looked into it, and I was like really confused after a while. Yeah. Is it microwave or something? Microwave emitters, harp. Um, it's yeah, perf- a weather control. I've got it. I've got it here. Its purpose was to analyze the ionosphere and investigate the potential for developing ionospheric enhancement technology for radio communications and surveillance. Oh. Um, I thought it was a weather machine. Harp. There's not an awful lot of evidence either that it happened at Area 51, but conspiracy theorists will not let it drop. They're like, no, this is what Area 51 so is for. Area 51 is they for they know best. They, they claim, they conspiracy theorists claim that it's capable of modifying the weather in totally different ways um, to change change the to climate completely. Chemtrails. To what end? Or like, or I read like one article where one of the conspiracy theorists was being asked the same question, why? Yeah. Their answer. The question. Their answer. Wouldn't that be neat? So they're just like, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? But That's if, it. If they could control the weather, surely they would be stopping some hurricanes that are coming destroying like parts of America. Surely they, unless that is the result of like them messing around too much. Yeah, maybe it's been Florida because mm. Florida just always gets lambasted with fucking hurricanes. Bless them. Mm. Bless them. Haven't they had a recent one? Yeah, there's one like a first one in like two years or something. Yeah, pretty bad. So uh, weather control. No, not an awful lot, but what do you think? Weather control. Oh. Again, like why would they want thing, to? It? Yeah. I've got a number in my head already for Which, that. Which, to be honest, like, it's surprising the amount of people that believe in chemtrails. I say believe. It could be real. Mm. Who knows? It just doesn't strike my imagination. That's the problem. Yeah. It just, I don't even care. I, I, chemtrails, to me, is more plausible than this one. Oh, yeah. Chemtrails is more plausible than this one, obviously. Yeah. yeah. To me, this is a two out of ten. Two? Yeah. Two. Two? Awesome. Uh, Easily led. No. <laughs> Moving on. Four. Would it surprise you to know I could find almost nothing on time travel? Huh. So and, tele- and teleportation. That doesn't surprise me, because I, I didn't know there was any conspiracy to do with time travel there. Yeah. I thought I'd made that up. It's There's stuff, but not worth Ooh, our time. Teleportation, though. They are working on... If there were, yeah, I Why think wormholes? it's a military base, isn't it? Why would... Although teleportation is... Um, I will mention Bob Lazar again. Uh, he talks about part of his work was to do with he found allegedly they found out that once the spacecrafts were able to take off they found they had the technology available to bend the space time continuum so that they could like effectively uh, not even fly at incredible rates just like teleport just immediately Whoa. be is that Somewhere like Futurama else. where the space moves? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the idea of teleportation. Anyway, as a concept. Mm, I, yeah. This is so boring. Well, I'll tell it anyway. No, when I always thought if I could have a superpower, I'd love to just be able to teleport. There isn't really any many superheroes that have that ability. And I always think it's so cool. Well, teleportation Teleport is better. Anywhere. When you ask people what superpower would they like, they always say flight, and it's like, oh, no, so I've gone on holiday quicker. If I... I would, <laughs> quicker? Quicker. You'd be on holiday all the it's time. Like walking through holiday. <laughs> That's why... This is what I mean. When I say flight, if I was going to have the power of flight, I'd want it to be like that I put no effort in. I don't yeah, want to be like a bird. Naked. Yeah. It wouldn't be like flight simulator, like, oh, I'll be there in four hours. Right. Fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs> and not even clocking up the air miles. It's like knackered. Yeah, yeah but teleportation it. is instantly there. Yeah, I like the idea. This is so boring though. My idea for reason for wanting teleportation is I could start off a delivery company and I'd just deliver stuff like instantly, and I'd like the best thing, and I'd like make loads. You of know, what you'd be good on what? Burning Torch. 
Just yeah. like really boring reasons yeah. for it. Why do you want to stop time? So I can help Mr. Quadir with his shop. You must have watched Bernard's Watch, right? Yeah, yeah. With the Bernard's Watch thing, I was too um, I was too entrenched with the reality of it that I didn't actually get to like the, the part where you actually get to do the thing. Yeah, as a I kid, like, I remember thinking... I was In my head, I was thinking, well, he's only stopped time. Are they still able... Do they know I'm doing this stuff? For American listeners, Bernard's Watch was a kids' TV programme about a boy who had a watch where he could stop time. Yeah, but he did really boring activities like yeah. oh I'm going to do all my homework really quickly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the most boring protagonist I want to do like series 2 Bernard's Watch someone nicks it and they're way more interested yeah you would yeah your yeah, your, your second series would be oh I want to start up a delivery company but I can teleport so it's really fast so yeah. I, I actually think I win loads of money make fucking bank if you had that power <laughs> to stop time I think you'd go insane because you'd 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 detach from reality and you'd be like... You could do whatever you wanted, basically. Well, yeah. you'd also, from stopping time and starting, you wouldn't be able to relate to what people are saying because you'd be like, oh, I've been doing this. And it's like, when did you do that? I'd be like... But doesn't that happen to <laughs> Dr. Manhattan? Like, he loses... Loses humanity. Totally, yeah. because he's, yeah, he's too so powerful. separate he from... can't relate. I think he do. I think he would. Watchmen yeah, is... Yeah. I haven't seen the whole film yet, but I have read the, the novel. It's amazing. It's incredible. It really is the reason it's one of the most respected works of literature of all time. It's just fucking... And there's nothing like it. There's nothing you can compare it to. People are like, what's it like? Like nothing. Yeah, nothing. Like, is it like a comic? Um, well, yeah, sort is of. Is it superheroes? Well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> like it's gritty. It's so. It's it's, 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 own, it's own, There's nothing like it's it. It's amazing. Is what it is. And the genre. Um, everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. It's like romance, thriller, com- like black comedy. It's amazing. Yeah. Dark. Anyway. Dark times. Oh, let's move on. So anyway, so I couldn't find anything about time travel teleportation. We just talked about it for five minutes. Cool. Um, one on that one. Oh, time travel. Um, well, I like the idea of teleportation more so than time travel. I actually believe they could be working on teleportation devices anywhere where there's secret science government stuff. I feel like they could be working on teleportation. Yeah. So for that, I'll give it a five. A zero for the time travel and a yes for the teleportation. I'll okay. meet halfway. I'll give it a five. Cool. Tis? Yeah, I think someone's working on teleportation somewhere. Cool. I'm going to move on to one more thing that I think it's not that plausible, but it's probably quite cl- it's closer than Eisenhower thing. Uh, do you guys know about the Aurora program? No. In a nutshell, it was the use of alien technology to create unbelievably advanced stealth technology for, for planes and oh, aircraft. Oh, okay. To me, this is the most likely of the conspiracies. Mm. That's what I thought. It's kind of... Even whether you take the alien technology or not, it kind of meets Lazar halfway yeah. and mixes it with the original purpose of Area 51, like the stealth side of um, warfare. Mm-hmm. What number are you going to go for? Do you think? Seven or an eight. I'll give it 7.5. I thought it was pretty good. Eight. Eight. 8.5. <laughs> Final one before we wrap up. I thought you had four. Yeah, there was ET meetings, weather yeah. control. The raw program, and this is the last one. He's a time traveler as well. This is the. All right, fine. I had nothing on teleportation, one so I just favorite, uh, wanted to mention to you. Uh, so, do you guys know about MJ12? No, what's the MJ12? Right, this is the MJ12. This this is quite interesting. Anything to do with Michael Jackson? No, it's nothing to do with Michael Jackson. Documents found in the 70s report about Majestic 12 being a secret government committee laboring in the shadows for more than six decades to work out an arrangement for a one world government in which the planet would jointly be ruled by human and extraterrestrial allies. For fuck's sake. So it's supposedly um, a blue ribbon panel of scientists, military leaders, created by um, President Harry Truman in '47, right. uh, shortly after Roswell. Uh, the idea is that 
Uh, there was some kind of meeting, and this links with the Eisenhower meetings, some kind of meeting involving the aliens uh, to try and negotiate a new world order system so that they would jointly rule the planet. Okay. And they were organising this in Area 51? Apparently. It's like their hub? Apparently. Uh, do you want me to go a bit further? How are people getting in and out of this place? What, into... Into in and out of Area 51 for these meetings and stuff. Oh, I see. Um... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's like... Planes. But yeah. It's like, you know, how they drop relief. Because when I've heard about that Eisenhower thing, they talk about him flying in on a plane and getting out being led towards the alien and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it'd mostly be planes, I guess, because they, okay, okay. they have to... What about the aliens? <laughs> UFOs? Yeah. <laughs> We've done that. I got on the phone. <laughs> They're doing, like, live video stream with the aliens. So, um, then there's an, an article on the website, collectiveevolution.com, for example, explains that the goal was to create... Um, a fifth column agent slash future leaders of New World Order who look exactly like the rest of us but secretly possess the mental, mental psychic capabilities and social cohesion of the aliens. Others, this one gets a bit crazy. Oh, oh this is uh, gets well, a bit crazy. <laughs> this is out there. Yeah, but I, yeah, others think the aliens have an even creepier purpose. The alien-human hybrids who are under alien control are being created as a supply of organs that the extraterrestrials need to replenish their own bodies. Like the alien organs. human hybrid thing is basically the overarching plot of X Files. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of E Fight digs deeper into it and it's like, oh, alien human hybrids and shit like that. It's, yeah. X Files is good. Maybe humans I, are. I don't think it holds up that well now, though. I watched it a few years ago. We watched some of the X Files. Maybe stuff. humans are alien ape hybrids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably more plausible. Maybe we are the alien hybrids. So, what do you, uh, what do you think about all that? Bollocks. <laughs> Am I giving away on the show? That hand? Quaffle. I, I mean, I don't personally believe it. Could be true. Five. It's out there. I'm going, I'm going lower. I'm going like one for that. It's a bit crazy. It's, it's, it's too out there for me. It's too mental. But then I feel like anyone I think about, like you were like when you said like one for the other thing, and then I said, you're like, oh, maybe. It's kind so of like. I say re- one, and straight away I'm like, well. It's like reptilians, yeah. though. Yeah. Same kind of concept, isn't like it? Like a new one. It's so exactly hard to the put same myself. Concept. On like a number scale because yeah. tomorrow I could wake up and be like, nah, it's totally yeah, awesome. uh, yeah, yeah. But when I think of aliens, I think of it. Uh, I'll tell you after the pod anyway. But I, oh. I think of it a different way now. You don't want to tell it on, on the podcast to do. A f- yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So those are my conspiracy theories, and that kind of wraps up the episode. Really, hmm. it's quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was meaty. It was quite meaty, but I was quite, I was quite um, shocked that I didn't see more. I don't know. I wasn't really. I suppose I don't know. I'm quite tired. There's lots out there. I really enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Good. It's really good. Um, I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. Because I was like, well, how much is there really to talk about Era 51? And quite a lot, as you it's quite It's quite a lot. Then there is a lot, there is a lot more. I would recommend every doc- documentary that I watched yeah. and, and more. There were loads more. It's like we always say, like, the, the, our episodes are like a layman's overview of the subject. And if any of mm. these capture your imagination, go searching more. Yeah. Because there's so much to learn. Also, if you've not downloaded already, please go and listen to our Alien Disclosure episodes. Yeah. Laura does a fantastic job of going through some of this in more detail. She's someone who actually knows about this stuff. Yeah. So when we let her hijack the show for an episode, she really gives you some in-depth knowledge on disclosure projects and stuff. So hmm. yeah, that's a good one to check out. I mean, we've done quite a few Alien episodes now. I did one. You've done you done proof. I did the overview one. You did the proof one. We had the alien autopsy interview. Beef's just done Area Fifty One, and we had Laura telling us. Is all it taking me over fifty episodes to do an alien episode? Yeah, this is like we've done one proper one each, and we've had the interview, and Laura's done one. Huh. So. 
But yeah, we've done a lot of alien stuff, so maybe we'll have a break from aliens for a while. Yeah. Um, I say a lot, it's like five in 50 episodes, so like one in ten. Yeah, it's not that much. Cool. Awesome. There we go. What's going on next week? We've got weird news. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, and then I've got an episode, and then we'll see. Then we'll probably have our recordings from ASSAP for the week after that. Cool. That'd be awesome. Sorry I can't come. I, I am going to Hamden Court, though. So, shall I do the links and stuff? Yeah, go for it, man. If you want to email us it's and contact us about anything, it's... Unexplainable, mate. Balls. Unexplainable UK at mail.com. Yes. Um, and if you want to see any of the links to the videos we've played um, and pictures and stuff, and I always put all the content we talk about on the show, it always goes on the blog, which is... Unexplainable.blogspot.com. Uh, you can come say hi on Facebook and uh, see the stuff we post up there at facebook.com slash... Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. Yeah. And uh, go on iTunes where you can subscribe and you can uh, rate us and leave a review. On um, iTunes you don't get the ads, do you? You can. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I haven't had any. If you listen on like, yeah, it's, it's just all to do with time, basically. If you subscribe, normally it downloads straight away and it's before the ACAS have put the ads on and stuff. So, you know, sometimes some people get lucky and don't get the ads on these, but some people get the ads, but they, we don't have too many ads. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't record anything. So yeah, no, I know, I just realised that. But I think it's because for people listening to it, if they didn't hear an ad break, it's odd. So yeah. if you're listening... What we need to do is start saying, you might hear an ad now. Yeah. Yeah, basically, you'll get an ad at some point during this episode. Enjoy it. You might get an ad at some point. In this you episode. may not, possibly, yeah. get an ad. Right. Um, and yeah, go and, like I said, go and leave us a review on iTunes because that's that's really helpful. If you can't mm-hmm. donate, because everyone's got like disposable income, if you want to donate, go on the blog and press the button and our Twitter handles and everything are on there and all the links. If you can't donate, but you want to support the show and you're just on iTunes, <laughs> log into iTunes and leave a review because that's really helpful as well. Cool. All right, well, until next time, see I you later. Oh. It was either that or um, I hope you guys are UFOK. Oh. We we already did Alien a bit, didn't we? You did that one. I I didn't. Roswell, Area 51, I couldn't think of anything. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's the best one. That's the best one. And transmission. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, 
pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.